AIM Student Radio, home of the EMP show. Sorry for the long break, guys. We, uh, we're we getting our grub on with some breakfast burritos that the TA brought in. Got to gotta eat. You yes, got sir. to yes, eat. Yes, sir. And today we actually have a special guest coming on with us. Uh... A man who's near and dear to my heart, kind of grew up with him to an extent. We played football together in high school, uh, hung out a lot, and he actually has gone on to pursue a career in the umpiring ranks. Mr. Silas Drayden here joining us via Facebook Messenger. (laughs) All right, Silas. First up, congratulations. You're doing Division II baseball now is that correct yes yes uh, i'm working division two baseball out here in the midwest um i'm uh, um, i work here in kansas city i go as far as um oklahoma uh sometimes i will reach over going east into um illinois or kentucky so doing this you're kind of assigned a region is that how i understand that um i am assigned a conference so therefore um i met um, I, um, shoot, hard to explain, but, uh, I met a guy back up in Alaska in 2016, um, that knew a guy down here and then he got me connected with a guy down here, uh, that actually is an assigner of the Midwest, uh, division two. And so he just said, um, I can help you out. Um, I just can't. I, I just cannot help you out. Um, I, I'm up in Alaska, so um, I made some arrangements, um, and then my mentor really helped me out uh, down here, uh, moving down here. So yeah. Gotcha. So you, you went straight from because you got your start up in Alaska, correct? Yes. 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 So you just went straight from there down to Kansas and got straight in the college umpiring? Yes. Yeah, so what happened was um, I got started with umpiring back in 2011. Um, I went to umpire school then. Um, I was still a young kid mentally. I uh, wasn't ready for it. Um, and then uh, I went went to Oregon, uh, spent some time there, was kind of stuck. And then, and then um, in 2011, 16 uh, when I went back to Alaska um, um, I met a guy named Tim Davis through uh, through uh, Lucido Munoz Um, and so Tim Davis uh, gave me a chance to just work a couple games here and there uh, down, uh, uh, um, down in Kenai Alaska and so and so um um, after I worked those games, um, I went back to pro school again. And so um, I didn't make it. Uh, unfortunately, um, I just didn't make it. So um, I came back to Alaska. And, um, and so Tim Davis said, uh, do you want to work for me? Uh, ha, 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 this summer again. And I said, yeah, absolutely. Because honestly, I'm working... Uh, uh, the Alaska League is a blessing. I mean, being from there and, and 
just working in a spot where like you never saw yourself getting to it like was awesome so therefore um i worked that um and then uh tim was telling me about camp so therefore um i went to camp that september um i met um i met my assigner down there and then uh that really got me started into college baseball uh, right after that so how does that work um working your way up is it like a really you go from division two and then you just get promoted to division one eventually or how how does it work moving through different leagues okay um every everything um um, this is for uh, future umpires uh, down the road, uh, whoever wants to um, I'm gonna get started with this. You have to spend a little bit of money to get to where you want to get to, such as uh, you pretty much are going to have to go to camps and get seen. Um, you're going to have to take care of yourself, uh, be in shape. Um, uh, uh, um, you, you pretty much are going to have to pretty much have a network. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm pretty much, you know, I'm going to get to know people and talk to people. And really, uh, I'm going to start from the bottom and be patient. Just start down at JUCO, start at high school. Be patient and just work your tail off. Work your tail off. I'm a, and then just stay in the rule book also. Because, because, uh, if you can, I'm going to read the rule and simply uh, apply it, that will, t- that will move you levels so fast. All right. That's a little patience, a little perseverance. Keep at it is kind of what you're saying there. Yes. What got you into umpiring in the first place, though? I mean, because growing up, most people, obviously, they fantasize about being the person actually playing the game. They want to, you know, go pro. Why umpiring? What got you there? Uh, umpiring. Well, I went to college to play baseball at Clackamas Community College. And um, I didn't make the team both years. I didn't make it. And so I love baseball so much, I wanted to stay in the game. And so my college was having a scrimmage against another, um, uh, like, like the team world series or whatever. And so my coach was just like, uh, do you want to umpire it? And like, I was like, yeah, I can do that. Like, sure. Um, he gave me his gear and said, okay, uh, get back there. And so, uh, he said that, um, I did uh, pretty good at that, and uh, he's got a, a connection for me to go ahead and start umpiring. So I started in Portland, Oregon, with it. Um, it just—I mean, it just kind of like fell in my lap, per se, and I just kind of like took it and ran with it. You caught a break. Yeah. All right. Um. Also. Before we before we let you go here, thank you for coming on and joining us. the The sports world was kind of was rocked on Sunday. Uh, loss of 
somebody really before their time, somebody who was a pillar of the sports community as a whole, not just the NBA community, in Kobe Bryant, tragically, Sunday. I know you were a fan of him. How did this news hit you? Oh, man, I was sitting. uh, My girlfriend was cooking breakfast, and so... I'm sitting there, and I'm on Bleacher Report because that's just what I do almost every day. And uh, the news broke, and I had to blink a couple times. Like, I said, oh, this is not true. Blink. Refresh it. Um, see if it goes away. And it didn't go away. So I immediately had to get on Facebook. I said, okay, this, okay, um, I got to see if this is true. And the entire news feed was Kobe, 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 Kobe. And, um, honestly, I still can't believe it. Um, I woke up yesterday, um, had to get on, on a bleacher report and just look and just read things. And, um, it's really sad. Like he was one, like going from grade school to middle school to high school. And, uh, um, just seeing, I mean, I remember when people bashed on Kobe. Like, the same people who pretty much are sitting there saying, oh, oh, um, oh, um, Kobe can't win rings and Kobe can't do this are still loving Kobe. And it's just like, oh, this man just, like, left a legacy, like, inside of people who pretty much hated him. And, like, um, if you really think about it, like, he really, he really took care of the sports world all around the circle. He touched... He touched every single life, and it's and it's like I'm so thankful for him. Um, I mean, it's hard to think about. Um, I was just on um, on um, Bleacher Report again, and um, I read what um, LeBron James said. And he, I just knew he was gonna write a heartfelt uh, note, and it just, I mean, it just hurts because you just don't think, you just don't think that one of your idols is just going to go one day. Um, yeah, it's just heartbreaking. Yes, it, it, like I said, it's some that, you know, spans beyond just the NBA world. Uh, you have stars even across seas in Premier League soccer, for instance, who have commented on how this has hit them. Uh, well, Silas, I'd like to thank you for coming on today and sharing a little insight on the world of umpiring here. Uh, One last question for you before we let you go. What is your favorite part of umpiring? Is it it calling the strikes? Do you have a signature little strike move? Uh, Honestly, my favorite part of umpiring, okay, this is going to sound weird, but I love working night games. I love working under the lights. I'm like, I'm like, uh, uh, like um, a couple of my games this year are going to start at like six o'clock, and I am so excited. <laughs> All right, you, you you like the you like the nightlife. You like being under the night. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, being from Alaska, we don't get night games night baseball games so like when the baseball field is lit up under the lights my 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 heart just melts all right that is cool 
That's um definitely not what I was anticipating you answering with, but I like it. I like it. Well, again, thanks for coming on and joining us today, Silas. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, before you let me go, uh, I got to make sure I give uh, a thank you to you. Um, I mean, you, of course. Um, also, I want to thank my mother and father. Um, I want to thank uh, Lucido Munoz. Uh, I want to thank Tim Davis, uh, which passed in uh, 2017. Uh, I want to thank uh, John Brower. Um, I want to thank Kevin Doherty. Uh, I just want to thank everybody who has uh, supported me um, in my baseball uh, career. Um, I could not be any more thankful for um, for you guys because um, I remember uh, when like um, I was stuck in one place. So, so yeah, I just want to thank everyone uh, involved. All right. Well, next time you're driving through town or whatever here in Colorado. Love to meet up with you. Yes. Yes, sir. Same. <laughs> All right. Same, man. Talk to you later, my friend. Yep. Have a good one. You too. Of the EMP show. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yes, we do finally have Mr. Big Hoops we'll get in studio pool, with Mr. us. Big hoops. Oh yeah. Big hoops, knowing the pool hair, rub feet. You know what it is. <laughs> Already <laughs> know. All right. Sorry for that elongated break there, but we are back. And you know what? It's time to be a little serious here. It's a two-day minimum. A little serious here again. Because uh, we we talked about yesterday, but we did not have Phil here to share with us his what he went through, his experience with the loss of Kobe Bryant on Sunday. Oh, man. Uh, it was a long, tough day, as it was for most people. Um, Kobe was my guy growing up. Uh, probably working on something, writing something for him. I'll have it out at some point. What did you think of the the 24-second, 8-second violation um, that they did all on Sunday? It was cool, man. It was creative, you know, pretty intuitive. It was cool stuff. Um, it's funny, though, because, like, all this, like, pausing and stuff is almost the exact of what they said Kobe would have wanted. It would have been... Play hard, go harder. Like I'm, he probably would have wanted them to play 50 minute games instead of 48. You know, like go harder. No pausing. We're not taking penalties for me. Like no stuff. four 12 minute quarters to 24 minute well, halves. He, he would have been talking about go harder, play harder, play more, play more basketball. He would have been. He would have been all about that stuff, man. Um, you know, sad situation. Uh, just kind of caught everybody off guard. You know, I guess it'll probably be going out as one of those situations where you'll just remember where you were when it went down. Me, I was leaving the gym. So, there you go. Tough day. I mean, that's my guy, man. I don't I don't know what else to really say here. I mean, yeah, I kind of – I'm just working on some stuff I'm written down, so I don't want to put it all So, out. So, let me ask you this, okay? And, of course, people are going to 
going to see me as a bad guy for this, right? But I don't necessarily am affected by just solely Kobe Bryant's death. No. Okay. Because, I mean, dude was, was a hell of a basketball player, did phenomenal things that everybody can just dream of. I mean, mimicking his game right after Michael Jordan, who is, to me, one of the the, the top five greatest basketball players to ever step foot on the court. And, and it's almost like a, it's a, it's just like a thing, like even shooting a crumpled up piece of paper into the trash can and yelling, Kobe, like that's, he, he's just part of culture. Yeah. But it it was, it wasn't a big effect on me as much as, finding out about his daughter and the other 13-year-olds and the families and stuff like that. Yeah, man. Now, do you think that kind of gets overshadowed because, I mean, number one, it's Kobe Bryant and it was his helicopter. But do you think it gets more spotlight because of him? Yes. Instead of just shining more light on? 100%. I think that's the world's simplest question you just asked. Yeah. Now, how, how do we change that? I don't think that ever changes. I don't think you do change that. It'll always be just it'll always be that just way. on Kobe. Who's who's the person who who's the most famous, most popular, the one who's known for whatever that's just always gonna how it's going down. Whenever if if a famous person dies in a mix of a whole bunch of non famous persons, the famous persons, that's just how it's gonna be, man. That's how it's always been. This is how it's gonna rock. We care more about the people that we think we know or that we do know. Then we care about random strangers. Well, see, here, here's the other thing, too. Is I mean, you look at the city of Los Angeles. Kobe Kobe was their guy. Yeah. Kobe mm-hmm. was going going to the games. He knew, you know, the people working at the Staples Center. He he knew people. They knew him. They seen him as, as a part of their family. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I get that. I get the city of Los Angeles. But but even more than that, it, even an entire continent, man. like entire countries. You know what I mean? Age, like... He owns China, basically. China, you know, he is the biggest star in China. To kind of touch, I think, on what you're getting at, in a way, you know, Kobe's helicopter crash dominated headlines, not just on, like, ESPN and stuff, even, like, you know, regular news programs. Also happening on Sunday, a U.S. embassy was bombed in, I believe, in Baghdad. Yes, I did not hear about that at all until um, late yesterday because everything was dominated Kobe. by the Kobe crash. Right, 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 right. And if you look, like, most of the headlines today still is revolve around Kobe, even though today is the anniversary of the Space Shuttle Challenger blowing up right after launch. But most media outlets... And news coverage are still going over the death of Kobe Bryant, yeah. which I, I'm not going to discredit. The Challenger thing was actually pretty big for this country when it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like a pretty big story. That was the biggest story for a while. That dominated the airwaves, like the Kobe thing as well. Though. It, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it's hard for me to say necessarily whether it's right or wrong, but the emphasis, in particular in this country, we put on pop um, figures, whether it's sports athletes, movie stars, or whatnot, and how much, like we talked about yesterday, one, I mean, 
Granted, they are huge parts of our lives. They're in our daily lives for years. Kobe Bryant was in our daily lives for 20 plus years. But the way in this country in particular, something like that kind of overshadows something that theoretically um, has a greater, potentially a greater impact on how this, on this country as far as like its government and everything when you're talking about things like an embassy attack. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a embassy thing sucks, honestly. Another thing to point out with this, we didn't touch on it yesterday, but it's something that kind of adds to the sadness, if you will, of this event, is he was going to be eligible to be elected into the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, he was, he was getting it this year. So, I mean, and he's... In all likelihood, first ballot Hall of Famer, I probably basically unanimous Hall of Fame inductee. I mean, the class this year was Kobe, Tim Duncan, and KG. That was about to be the best class of all time, Hall of Fame class. So that's just another layer here that kind of adds some adds some sadness to the situation. Yeah, you know, the timing was pretty screwed up. Um you know, you got uh, you got Friday night. You got LeBron finally passing him for third all time on scoring. So then you had the week leading up to it. You had Kobe stuff going all over the news again, um, kind of just bringing his name back into the forefront. LeBron passes him. LeBron basically, you know, they they, they send their tweets out, their IG posts. Um, Saturday goes by, and then boom, Sunday morning, Kobe dies at like nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, like, and, um, keep going. Go yes, you see that, and it's like. I don't know. For me, it was really. Is this real or is this like? I don't know. There was the the moment of disbelief seeing that of like, are you sure this is real? Is this one of those like kind of catfishing type of things that people threw out there just to rile people up? Yeah, I, I actually assumed it was pretty real right away, because I I kind of have a pretty good trust in TMZ. That's kind of why, like, I I feel like TMZ actually does a pretty good job just dropping information. Um, like, I, I they've been the first and like correct on a lot of big stories here. If people don't remember that, um, mm-hmm. so I kind of assumed it was right. It just t- then took a while, and it's still kind of settling in. Like, this dude isn't here anymore. That's kind of it's kind of it's, it's odd. Like when you look back at the dudes who uh, died in their prime, like age, that were major superstars. Um, Someone said Wilt Chamberlain, so I wasn't really alive for that. But he was still 63 years old. Right well, I mean, team. let's see. He lived a lot more. There but, was Sean Taylor, I guess, in the NFL world. But uh, Let, let's, take, let's take a look at that. Like, Junior Seau. No, no, no. Superstars. Junior Seau wasn't a superstar? Superstars. I mean, like, there aren't really, I mean, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, when you go football. Like, I, I don't think Joe Montana is known like that. Even, like, I mean, I'm, you're, I'm going Michael Jordan. I'm going Kobe. I'm going LeBron. I, like I don't think Junior Seau is on that level of superstar. Not not like okay. talent level. I mean, just like you're. I can walk into a mall and that's LeBron James, dog. That's that's Michael Jordan. Well, let's you know let's I mean? let's flip that to the music side. I mean, look look at Aaliyah. Right. I think Aaliyah was getting you know there. I, mean? I think Aaliyah was getting there. I think Aaliyah's legend is even bigger than where she was at that point. I what think, about what about Left Eye? I don't see her as that big either, but no? I think that was bigger for uh, more of a, a certain culture. Whereas certain I think culture. even, okay. I think Kobe even transcends just a, 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 a hip hop culture type thing. Princess Diana, 
Okay. I go to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. superstars. Um, uh, they said Kennedy, 64. And that was the last time the NBA canceled a game. Like, yeah. like I don't, And tonight's yeah. game between the Lakers and the Clippers is postponed. It's postponed, right. Like, they don't really do, like, they don't do this just for, like, it's yeah, it's it's just weird seeing someone so young that's this popular die. And I know about his case and all that, and that's kind of, you know. And see, that, th- that's something, man. I mean, it, yeah, you're always going to have those people that, that bring that negativity into It, it doesn't seem like now the is the time, though. Like. It, it's part of his history, and it's something that shouldn't be forgotten necessarily. But right now, in this moment, seems like poor timing to be bringing that up. Like I see some people quote like trolling on Twitter, and again, if all stuff. it was was an accusation, an accusation that was taken care of how many years ago? You know what I mean? Seventeen years ago at this point. Um, does Does anybody still bring up the fact that you know? Hey, you know, left eye is dead, but let, let's talk about the time she burnt down the house. No, you don't hear no, anybody talk no, about no, that. No, no, like, I, like, look, I, I don't want to sweep it under. Like, Kobe's things should be talked about, and with him, it's like if you look at everything he did afterwards. Again, I'm writing about this stuff, um, but like, if you look at everything he did afterwards, like the four daughters and how basically like everything he did, like he loved the WNBA, he loved women's soccer, like all the things. Like he just started representing women so many different ways, it, being like an ambassador for women. After all that went down, whether he did it or not, I don't think he did it just because I just put together two and two. Like, I'm just cynical. I'm like, yo, you're going to tell me that this dude who's worth all this money, famous women throwing it on left and right, rape this 19-year-old girl. Yeah. You look at the big picture. I don't, I don't think that's what happened. But, like, that's, I mean, whatever. Like, I just, everything that happened afterwards, he just became such a huge advocate for women. Definitely like, seemed like you know a turning I mean? point, kind of. Like, right. he like, used I, that as pivot. Yeah. Like, that to me, that's like that's a major part in his life that you shouldn't just sweep under the rug. But I'm like, yeah, like, if he did it or if he didn't do it, we don't we don't have proof of that. But, I mean, he, he advocated for women so much more than other guys did. Um, a slight pivot in this conversation still on Kobe, though. It also came out, uh, Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, had, came out and said they, the Dallas Mavericks are going to retire the number 24 in honor of Kobe Bryant. Me, personally, I don't, like, I understand Kobe Bryant, one of the great basketball basketball players, a big ambassador for basketball in general. But there were other guys, I mean, to me, he never played for the Mavericks. I feel like, Mark Cuban's kind of getting swept up in the moment there, and I don't. It's a nice gesture, but I don't. I don't agree with retiring his number necessarily, though. Well, let's see. A lot of things I've heard. I've heard um, the retiring of the numbers from basically like everybody. Um, I've heard the changing of the NBA logo. Changing of the NBA logo. That was another one I want to touch on. There. I heard uh, basically naming, just like giving him an award. Basically naming, like naming an award, naming an award after him. Um, I really don't care about the jersey thing. As a player, an incoming player, like even if number twenty four wasn't Kobe's number, like number twenty four is like a, a cool number. Like twenty four is just a, a, a swaggy number to have mm-hmm. for basketball. So that would kind of suck to just have that taken away from you. Same as twenty three. Like even though Jordan was twenty three, like twenty three is just a cool number. Yeah. Like, even without the branding behind it. I mean, even even for baseball, it's a cool number. I mean, look you know, at like it's just a smooth. Look at Ken Griffey mm-hmm. Jr. Yeah, it's you just twenty four. It's just a smooth number to have. Um. So that would kind of suck that nobody else could wear it anymore. Uh, I actually, I, we've, I mean, a lot of us have been saying they need to change the logo forever. 
I actually wouldn't mind if Kobe was the new logo. That make that oh. would make more sense to me than the retiring of the number on teams he never played for. And I, I don't know why. Why though? Why would you want to change the logo now? We've always been saying that because Jerry West is like from nineteen fifty something, and like what you know they they say this is the guy who's supposed to win. I don't really mind it, but I'm down with changing the logo. Like I don't you know I don't I don't really mind it if it stayed or not. Like I like Jerry West. I, I like what he represented, and I think he's a beast. You know what I mean? Like is. So many great people's stories come from him, come through him. Like he was the one who pointed him out. Like he was like something like so many people owe stuff to Jerry West that the NBA does definitely owes Jerry West something. So if they wanted to keep it there, that wouldn't bother me either. I think Kobe's definitely going to get something. Mm-hmm. Something is definitely going to be dedicated to him, whether it's like a some award is going to him. Well, if, if they were to change the logo, okay. I just don't want it to be one of those reasons that it's because he's no longer here. You know what I mean? If it was something where they were talking about it before this ever happened, specifically using Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. it'd be different being all in. But I just, I just don't want this to be, well, because he's no longer here. It's kind of like um, a recency bias, in a sense. Kind of like we talked about with the college quarterbacks. Right, right. It's it's getting swept up in the moment. And it's a, it's a tragic, tragic moment. What I so you you're know a lot more about basketball than I do. In their awards ceremony, is there a humanitarian award in the NBA? Yeah, yeah they got one of those already. Um, what is it called? Um, I, it might actually be that. What about? NBA, I think it's like the NBA cares, NBA community cares award, something like that. It's basically the humanitarian award kind of thing. What about renaming that, like the like the Kobe Award or something, in honor of what he did beyond basketball, like beyond playing basketball? Like, how do I feel about it? it like, it's a I mean, it'd be a way to honor him without necessarily. You know, well, doing right. the jersey retirement on other teams. You didn't okay, play you're for just or... talking about just for the jersey retirement thing. Because I look around, I'm like, all right, well, they got the Bill Russell, you know, finals MVP or whatever it is. So they got the, uh, they got something else they have named after another guy. So, I mean, if they wanted to give Kobe Bryant the, they wanted to name it the, the Kobe Bryant uh, scoring championship or whatever. Like, I wouldn't score Kobe Bryant scoring title, scoring award. I wouldn't mind that either. Like, I don't, I don't really mind, man. I, I wouldn't mind, uh, Something has to be done. But, again, I wouldn't mind the logo switch. I wouldn't mind the jersey retirement. I, I don't think he needs all three or something like that. No. But, uh, I, wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't mind one of the things. I'm not sure if humani- the humanitarian award is, it's, fits Kobe, though, just because of the, the whole case. Uh, the NBA Cares Community Assist Award yeah, is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I was trying to think of another way that it could – that they could honor him without doing something. Honestly, they would, well, again, eight is already tired because they can't wear eight anymore. That was kind of the whole reason there. Um, yeah, I, again, I, w- I wouldn't really mind too, too much, you know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But I, th- I think they're definitely going to give him something. Get that commercial play. So. <laughs> well, real, 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 real quick. Real quick. The impact that Kobe was having with his daughter and, and, and his daughter's basketball team, what do you think is going to be coming of that? What you mean? As, as far as his daughter's basketball team, because I believe 
the other two 13 year olds were also on the basketball team. If not, I know one more was. Yeah. But it was what? Yeah, it was like the squad and the coach. Yeah. yeah. What do you foresee coming from the NBA or or something like that to kind of, or the WNBA to kind of honor those four? I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The WNBA is, is, is probably more likely to do something and and, and quick uh, than the other leagues are. Uh, just because that's just how women tend to get down. They tend to be a little more aggressive and quicker about these things. Uh, but I don't know, man, because she wasn't actually in the league. She was just kind of um, Kobe's daughter. And, it, and she was verbally committed to UConn. Not that, I mean, you know, as much as you can commit at the age of 13 to UConn. But there really, really much... You know, I don't. I, I'm not. No, I don't know. I have no clue. I'm sure they'll do something. They'll name something after her. I'm sure. Most definitely. And again, man, it, it's it's still a, a very tragic thing because I mean, you have three lives that you know were barely getting started in their teenage years. You had a a husband and wife that had kids still under the age of ten, and it's just it's it's tragic, man, for that part. It's just. Something you never really wish to have happen, you know? Bro, it's just, it's completely sad, man. You never really expect anything to happen like that. You just, it's it's almost unthinkable, man. I'm still getting used to just kind of being here without, you know, Kobe was my guy growing up. It was kind of weird to not have him around. Um, And again, I was kind of just getting used to his second act, you know, um, just bringing his daughter around. Like, the meme with him showing his daughter has just been flying around. That thing is crazy, man. Like, all this stuff is just it's crazy because all this stuff's happened like the last month, month and a half, where he was just kind of back around. You know, he retired and kind of stayed away, but he was kind of coming back around and being like a personality outside of actually playing on the court. And yeah. he was being a likable dude. You know what I mean? Like, not a lot of dude. Like, if you liked him, you liked him. If you didn't like him, you didn't like him. But like, you kind of liked what you were seeing afterwards. Like, oh, his daughter's cute. He's with his family. Like he's, you know, his daughter is he. Oh, he's bringing his daughter. Like he's, it's, you know, that's that stuff. People love the kids. Yeah, you know that is. So, yeah, it's it, sad stuff, man. It's sad stuff. It definitely, it definitely is, man. You're listening to AIM Student Radio, home of your EMP show. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome, and this music is so appropriate because this year the Super Bowl is being televised on Fox. This year's Super Bowl, a matchup between the number two seed in the AFC, Kansas City Chiefs, and the number one seed in the NFC, San Francisco 49ers. Yay, yay. Isn't the Super Bowl always on Fox? No, I think it goes around. It was NBC one year, and I think it's been CBS in the past. Yeah, rotates. Gotcha. Depends on who forks up the most money uh, for that year. No, it's um, or is it actually on a rotation? It's on rotation. It this was it's it's predecided in like the when they do their TV deals. Yeah. Oh. They kinda, yeah. See, Phil's here for the business side of things. Yeah. He knows things. Yeah, I do know that they guaranteed. Maybe like a decade ago, they were guaranteeing all the teams that built new stadiums that they were going to get Super Bowls. Well, yeah, yeah, I know that's that. How we yeah. got it, right. That's how we got the Colts one. That's how we got the, the New York Super Bowl. 
feel bad for those teams. I just wouldn't. I'm not trying to play football in the cold, man. Give me the Miami game like we're getting this week. Oh no, football's meant to be played in the elements. Give me a game in the snow and the freezing rain. That would be probably the best Super Bowl in the modern era. No, no, I don't. I don't mind Super watching. Super Bowl I don't mind in watching. Denver. I just don't want to play it. It's cold out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind watching these other guys freeze and play. But when you're playing, I mean, if you're unless you're like a bench guy, you get warm and you stay warm, especially, you know, with the technology they have, with the jackets and the heaters on the sideline. I don't feel like you'd really be all that cold. Oh no, man. Something about them elements. You just can't get away from them. <laughs> but no, I feel you. Uh, especially like the quarterbacks are getting huge coats and they got the, the super thermal hand joints that they have attached to them. And then you got some of the receivers put on the big old coats. They, they do a good job staying okay out there, but man, it's cold. Dog. Cold is cold out there. All right, so we're going to delve into this matchup. We kind of ended up not doing it yesterday. A lot of things came up, computer malfunctions and such. was an abbreviated show yesterday, so we're going to dive into it starting today. I think we'll start off by talking about the matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs offense and the San Francisco 49ers defense. In- well, I'll go ahead, go ahead. In the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes, through two games, has 615 yards. He's also their leading rusher with 106 yards. Their leading rusher is Patrick Mahomes. Sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Does it? Yeah. I mean, look, he's the best player in the in the game, like hands down. Probably. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to say this, man. He may be the best player we've ever seen play this game ever. Like the way he's been doing things. We're late. We're yet to see this guy have a bad game. Yeah, the way he's been doing things, the way he plays the game, it is getting harder and harder to say that Patrick Holmes is not the best quarterback in the game, period. And if he continues this, it looks very likely he could go down as the best quarterback in NFL history with the current trajectory he's on. Obviously, he's got a few years to really cement that. Yeah, it's, but. A, it's a ridiculous uh, projection, but... And, I mean, he's kind of the reason why I think uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs offense this week over or over the uh, Niners defense. Yo, you turn me up a little bit, bro, play him. Um, but, yeah, he um, that's a special, special dude. And um, the, I mean, the Niners defense is real special. They don't have – I just think the rules lean so much more towards the Chiefs offense and all that speed that they have, man, with Tyreek being able to stretch you, McCall Hardman being able to stretch you. Then you got Travis Travis Kelsey controlling the middle, and then you you got, like, Sammy Watkins, the third or the fourth guy, depending on what the play is. It's like, dude, that is just a lot of weapons. And I just think the only chance they have is Joey Bosa and, and uh, Armstead up front. So you, you're talking about all that speed and whatnot. And how much time, because you need time for those deep routes. I mean, granted, with Hill, you don't need as much time with some other receivers. But you still need time for those deep routes to develop. And this is a... San Francisco team that led the NFL in sacks. I mean, you have Armstead with 10 sacks. Bosa had nine sacks. Buckner had seven and a half sacks. D Ford, six and a half sacks. I mean, it is a lot of sacks, and the sacks are spread out between a lot of different players. They had 48 sacks on the season. 48 sacks on the season by this defense, and that doesn't even include the pressures that you get, which still also affect the 
the throwing lanes affect how you're able to complete passes. 12 interceptions on the season. And what makes their pass rush in general, not necessarily just their sack numbers so impressive, um, is the fact that they have they have four legitimate pass rushers on the outside that they can rotate through. They're not just relying on, um, say, to, to throw out here in Denver, not just relying on the bookends of Von Miller and Bradley Chubb to get pressure. Because you look at when our defense was truly special here in Denver, when it was one of the best, if not the best defenses you've seen in NFL history, we had a rotation on the outside so you continuously had fresh legs in and that energy, that spark coming off the edge to try to generate that pressure. And in a lot of ways, San Francisco has been able to revitalize that and like capture that with their rotation of four legitimate pass rushers on this team. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. So are you are you taking the so all right, so I guess my thing with Pat is when I look back, you know, the, all, all these defense wins championships teams, it's usually the defensive line just kind of controls things, right? And yes. I still can see that happening this weekend, but I just think his legs are are just are they're, they're gonna be enough to keep him alive to make those passes underneath to Tyreek, to to uh if, if whoever the running back is coming out this week, if it's gonna be Damian or if it's gonna be LaShawn or or the other guy is the third guy. I, I just think they have too many options. I just think they have too many options, and I think his his legs are going to be able to. I think his legs are the difference between him and Peyton Manning is he's going to be able to buy himself a little bit more time than what Brady is able to do, than what Manning was able to do. That's why I think I'm. Uh, I see. I see the sack numbers. The sack numbers are ridiculous. I mean, and that defense is just they were nasty all year long, right? Except for just a couple weeks where guys started to get injured. It was and, really and even just, then yeah. they were still they were still solid. They were still really good. They just weren't the nasty nasty they were. That mixed in with the running game and just the way, like, I think they're going to score. Like, I think they're going to get buckets. This is, I think it's going to be a nice high scoring game. I would love for this to be the the Chiefs Rams game from last year, like week 11 or whatever. I kind of think this might be something like that this year. It, it, um, it's definitely potential because, I mean, we're not, tomorrow we'll get more into the other side of the coin here as far as the Chiefs defense against the 49ers offense. But the Chiefs defense is not known, has not been good at stopping the run all season. They've gotten a lot better stopping the pass game with their pass rush and the ad of Tyron uh, Matthew. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I just think a lot of the a lot of that is you're just Mahomes putting up so many points, and you're, you have to throw the ball. And when the you know when the defense realizes that you have to throw the ball, it just becomes a lot easier for them. Like I'm not sold that they have a really great corners and and pass defenders back there. I just think it's, I really think all this is about Mahomes. I think he's just going to get you a lead, and it's like, all right, well, the other team feels that pressure to keep up, and it's like, all right, now we have to become one-dimensional, but our one-dimension is not Pat Mahomes. So in 14 games this season, Patrick Mahomes has only been sacked 17 times in 14 games. So not even twice a game has he been sacked. Now, you look at who they played this season, though, okay? They started off the season against the Jaguars, that defense – has very much fallen off since what they were a couple years ago. Raiders defense, bad. Baltimore's defense, early season Baltimore defense, was not nearly the defense that we saw late in the season, especially after they added Marcus Peters as that outside corner to force guys to hold on to the ball a little more. 
Detroit Lions, garbage. Indianapolis Colts, bleh. Houston Texans, okay. Denver Broncos, the first time we played them, that was not the Denver Broncos defense that we had down the stretch. Then you look at the Packers, okay. The Vikings, okay. Titans, they just dominated the Titans in the AFC Championship game. Chargers, no. I mean, you look at all the teams they played. The Texans or the Broncos on um, in Week 15 might be the best defense they've played all season. And I would say the, the 49ers are so much better than any defense that was on their schedule this season. Easily. Easily. I mean, it's, it's the most complete team they've played this season. I, 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 I go back to the Baltimore team, but I still think this is probably the most complete team they've played all season. Like This is, this is going to be their toughest test, I'd say. Uh, 49ers defensively led by... I would make the argument led by uh, Richard Sherman. He's kind of, if nothing else, he is the one who puts himself in front of the camera to be the leader of this defense. And his numbers really get backed up with what he does on the field. You, But it, him against Tyreek Hill. I mean, you can make the same argument a few, like several years ago when he was on Seattle when the uh, Seahawks play the Broncos. You're talking about an all-time best offense ever in what the Denver Broncos had mm-hmm. going up against this phenomenal defense. And going into that game, a lot of people were picking the Broncos because offense is what you fall in love with. Yeah, I mean, offense is what makes headlines, so that is what that is what people are interested in. Definitely. But you that, that and this looking back at that is why, you know, currently I'm leaning towards picking the Chiefs or I mean the 49ers in this game. Cause when you put great defense against great offense, more often than not, great defense wins out. And then this defense is phenomenal for the 49ers. And the offense is phenomenal for the Chiefs. But when you match that up, even in the even in the Super Bowl against the Broncos, uh, you had Richard Sherman going up against Demarius Thomas a lot. Yeah. Now Demarius Thomas is not necessarily the speed demon that Tyreek Hill is, but Demarius Thomas, especially that year in that offense, we were hitting a lot of quick, quick hitters off, you know, off the snap, off a pre-snap read sort of deal. And that was, in large part, in that game, shut down by the Seahawks defense because of how physical they played. Now, it's not exactly the same this year with the 49ers, but this is a another very physical defense going up against more of a finesse offense. And in that sense, you can make a lot of parallels between this Super Bowl and in this matchup between the 49ers defense and the Chiefs offense as you could in Super Bowl 48 between the Seahawks defense and the Broncos offense. Yeah. Um, again, I just I just think the biggest difference here is Pat Mahomes is on a completely different level than even what Peyton Manning was that season. Uh, and and uh, just, you know, his accuracy, his timing, just the ability to move without the ball. I think they're running a completely different type of style of offenses than, than what, you know, Peyton Manning was trying to get us to do. Um, 
Richard Sherman is still a very dangerous guy, but I don't think he'll have the same type of impact um, against Tyree Kill as he has against Demarius Thomas. Richard Sherman, one interception each of their playoff games this season. This season, yeah. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he does make plays. I just, you know, it's, and then we all know he doesn't really play man-to-man like that. He kind of stays on his one side, and he's really, I mean, he plays man-to-man, but he's staying on his one side. And Tyree Kill isn't the matchup for him. I don't, I don't think Tyree Kill is a matchup for him. I think he might be uh, more suited to be guarding Travis Kelsey. Uh, on the surface, I would say that, but obviously they're going to use a lot of movement, a lot of motion with the Chiefs' offense. But if you can have Richard Sherman there getting hands on Tyreek Hill in that first five yards, mm. I don't know if Tyreek Hill can get off of that, at least not quickly. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that boy too fast, man. I, th- I think that's been tried before with, with, with him. I think Sherman's probably a little too too late in this game for that for that matchup. Just just to, uh, to me, I think they have uh, – no, Ronald Darby's not the other corner. Is, is Ronald Darby the other corner? Oh, uh, they have another corner over there. So I think it might uh, be Mosley. Mosley has an interception Is and three Mosley? breakups in the playoffs. Here. Okay, I, I was thinking somebody else, but I, I feel like they're solid on both sides for sure. I just don't think Tyreek Hill is that matchup for him. I really, I really think that Sherman should be guarding Travis Kelsey. That's really, I'm like, huh. Also, That's, through yeah. the playoffs, nine sacks in two games for this 49ers defense. Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over big. four, over four sacks a game. Some monsters, man. Some monsters. Uh, who, and, and they've played. Uh, they uh, played uh, Rogers. Minnesota and Rogers, right? Yeah, yeah. Rogers and Cousins, who aren't statues back there. I mean, Mahomes probably has them athleticism wise, uh, but Aaron Rodgers in particular, athletic dude. Yeah, I think I think Rodgers might actually like in a straight line speed. I think Rogers might actually be a little faster than Mahomes. I think Mahomes probably has a little more wiggle to his game. Could be, but for sure. Yeah, it's this is tough, man. I, I I know I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to this matchup. The Kobe kind of thing just kind of put a little damper on it, you know. Put a damper on the whole sports thing, man. But yeah, I'm, so, I'm trying to get right back into it here for the Super Bowl. I'm excited for it. So you give advantage to Chiefs offense over 49ers defense. Yeah, I, I think Mahomes is that dude, man. See, I give the advantage to the 49ers defense. Eddie, who you give the advantage to? Uh, neither. I'm not going to be watching it. Ooh. Interesting take here, guys. We weren't expecting right, this. One. We're going to file your deportation papers for not watching the Super Bowl. That's okay with me. I I seriously hate the 49ers. I hate the Chiefs. There's no point for me to watch it. Halftime show is going to suck too. So, who they got this year? Shakira and J Lo. Is that who it is? I believe so. I, that, that actually sounds a little fun, gentlemen. I don't know. Yeah, I heard, both of them uh, like to shake butt. I don't, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I heard it's like Demi Lovato. I think Demi Lovato is doing the anthem. I don't know, but either way, I'm not I, upset at any of those three names. It, it's not interesting to me, so I'll probably uh, go to Blackhawk, go go play some tables or something. This might be the most depressing thing I've heard all day. <laughs> that sounds sad. It's just it's just wow. one of those things, man. Like I absolutely hate the 49ers. I hate the Chiefs with a passion. What's your anger with the uh, 49ers stemming from? I just don't like them. Never have. Even when Joe Montana played and Jerry Rice, I didn't like him then either. More of a Seahawks guy? No. No? Okay. Okay. No, I just I don't like him. If it's not Denver playing, I'm not interested. Word. All right. Well, so. it is what it is. As Mike gives him that stare. 
<laughs> Why is Mike giving him that straight stare? Because that is so un-American to not watch a Super Bowl. Like, you should be fined and thrown into jail. I don't know, Mike. Not everybody likes foosball. Uh, foosball is just, the devil. Uh, it's not just a football game. Foosball is the devil. <laughs> Plus, man, I got I got hockey earlier that day, so by the time hockey down. gets out. Um, He's pooped out of sports. No, nah, I'm gonna be headed probably going to head up to Blackhawk and, you know, Try have some adult beverages mm-hmm. while I play some, some Hold'em. Try to win some rent money. I some Capri Suns. Some mortgage money. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Might as well. Hey. Well, look, fam, I'm going to be at the house watching a game. Yeah. <laughs> like 99% of, 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 watching Jennifer you Lopez know, bring it back up. real people. You know, let me let me check real quick. Let me see who's doing the halftimer. All right. Halftime show. Go ahead and keep talking. You know, I know it's ran by Jay-Z this year. It, is it? Yeah, it's, this is the first year he's like not. I don't know if he's like know, solely in charge of it. That's of? like the guy he's. That's like the thing they decided to put him in charge of was coming up with the performers. Yeah, Nick Bosa three sacks in two postseason games for the 49ers. and for the Chiefs, like running the ball, Damian Williams has only averaged three point two yards per carry. 92 yards. So it is Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, man. You, had to, you, you put that on record, man. You might do something. You know what? <laughs> that, I don't know. That that might. Yeah, DVR that, fam. That might be interesting, then. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It might be. You're going to get, what, a fifth? Was it about 10 minutes? I'm about 10, to take your minutes? man card away. Maybe, maybe it'll be another uh, Janet Jackson expo. Look, they need to have that twerker up there. Who's that famous twerker on IG? Thank that's you. a lot more. Uh, that's a lot more your field than mine, <laughs> my friend. All right, we're gonna take a small break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the EMP Show only on Ames Student Radio. What we'll be talking about, dog? You know what? I figured we'd touch on college basketball here. Um, new rankings came out yesterday. Colorado climbed to 20th in the country in the rankings. We still have an undefeated team in college basketball with San Diego State from the Mountain West at 21-0. Baylor retains their number one overall ranking. Having passed up Gonzaga a couple weeks ago, even though Gonzaga still is only at one loss at 21-1. Yo, so... I don't know how much you've seen. You know, we gotta we gotta work all the CSU games and stuff. So how much, like from what you've seen so far, give me like a quick wrap up. Like, what's your wrap up, your summary? Like, what's kind of the, some of the things that stood stood out to you this year so far for CSU? Just in general, college basketball. If you wanna, yeah. Well, in general for college basketball, there's no there's no Kentucky or Duke of like years past where you know they have this super team, and it's you know they get all the all the pub, and they get all all the accolades, you know what, this is the team to beat. There are definitely some teams that are really good, like Kansas. They have three losses on the season, but they're still really good. Like, um, they're going through that whole, they're suffering through some suspensions right now because of that brawl. Crazy little brawl they had there. Um, but they're still a good team. Duke is still a good team. Um, Oregon has that kid, um, what's his name? That's really nice. Um, oh, the point guard, uh, Peyton Pritchard. 
he's, yeah. he's, he's fun to watch. He sure. he is nice. And then there's a team like Washington who has two of the top five recruits in the country, and they're not even able to bust into the top 25 right now because, you know, chemistry, maturity level, whatever you want to say, they're not they're not winning even though they have the have that recruitment class. They're not even receiving votes right now. No. Um, you, look, you looking at the top 10 right now? Oh yeah, I got the top twenty-five in front of me. Look at look at the top ten. Which teams would you say from what you've seen? They they're not going to win a championship. Like anybody that you would just kind of eliminate right now. All right, um, probably San Diego State. They are twenty-one and zero, but I kind of look at it like kind of like Nevada last year. Nevada, but Nevada had a lot of pub. They had a lot of you know. A lot of talk about them coming in because they were returning all five of their starters from the year before. They were a very senior, very experienced group. You don't hear that same kind of things coming out about San Diego State. San Diego State is kind of a team that's been good off and on through the years, but this year is not necessarily a year that people were expecting right. from from them. So it's great that they're twenty one and zero. I'm pulling for them. I like the the smaller schools, the schools that you don't necessarily expect to be good to be good so a team like san diego state i like it uh and then also i look at a school like louisville i don't think louisville would be is going to win it they have had because they were ranked number one weren't they ranked number one uh, at one point yeah i mean everybody has been but yeah (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of teams ranked number one uh, so I look at a school like Louisville. Right now, if I was to pick a team, I might go with Baylor. I know that kind of seems like an – or not Baylor, sorry, Kansas. Um, I know they're top three, so it's not really, you know, picking somebody random no, or kind like of unheard said, of. No, this year is kind of like a tough year to just pick one. Yeah. I, so if I was going for guys that um, I didn't think were going to win it at all this year, I think you can eliminate Duke. Really, everybody and you're you're in here yeah. with a Duke sweatshirt on. Yeah, right. Everybody, everybody knows Duke's my squad. I don't, I don't think they can get it done this year, man. They don't have, you know, the one thing they do have is they have a nice, they have a solid point guard, right? He's a leader. He makes good decisions on the floor, but he can't make a jump shot. The rest of the team I see is a little bit too young. Um, they can't really guard. To me, they they're too inconsistent with like their shooting. I like I like Alex O'Connell, but he's not that good on defense. They can't like play him a whole lot of time. I like Vernon Carey. He's like the he's the best player. He's headed to the NBA next year, top five pick probably. I mean, if not five, he'll definitely be top ten. Um, but I, they just to me, it's an incomplete team. Vernon Carey is he's going to be a top ten pick, but he's not like a takeover guy. Like he he hasn't shown the ability to just like completely dominate and take over. Um, so Duke is that one team for me that I think is not going to win it. Um, and then Kansas, I'm with you on Kansas, man. Kansas has a lot of pieces there. I just I have a hard time trusting them. I really do have a hard time trusting Kansas. If I was going to pick a team to win, I would actually go Louisville. Really? Because I, I like I like their athleticism. I like, I like their athleticism. I like, I like the intensity that they play with. I think they have a good shot. See, with Duke, I find it also kind of interesting in eliminating them because so often when it comes to college basketball, it's the coaches that get you to get you to the promised land, and you can't get a better coach than Coach K. Best in the world, baby. Um, one more question for you since we have gone off and you've had more time to really watch the game of basketball than early in the season. I'm obviously a CU fan. CU is in the top 20 right now. And like you said, there's not, it's a pretty open field this year. 
How far do you think, with how open the field is, Colorado could realistically make it this year? So I'm just not sold on CU. Like Tyler Bay seems to be like the one guy that I see that that's kind of impressive, but I'm not so impressed with him on offense. But with that being said, like the whole field just isn't that impressive this year. And so I'm not like I wouldn't be surprised if if somebody caught hot on that team and they made it to the Elite Eight. Like I think it's that kind of year. Like they could have that year for them. I could see Elite Eight on they don't have a scorer. Like right. McKinley Wright, great distributor, and he can score when when he needs to. Tyler Bay, extremely athletic, but he's not a scorer. Um, there's other pieces on that team that are great role players, but when it comes down to crunch time, there's not that one dude. McKinley Wright's the closest thing to that one dude that you're like, okay, put the ball in his hands. So I could see him making it to the late eight. I don't know that they could go any farther than that, though. I'm with you. All right, man, that's going to do it for us here today. Uh, what we got looking forward to tomorrow? Looking forward to tomorrow. Dive a little more into the Super Bowl matchup, probably the flip side of things, the Kansas City defense against that 49ers offense. Uh, we also have a game for the Nuggets tonight up against the Grizzlies. See how that goes. See how they handle John Morant tonight. Oh, yeah. All right, y'all. Best show in the world, EMP Sports Show. We'll holler at you tomorrow. AIM Student Radio.